Welcome, perfect stranger. My name is Valérie. I see myself as a nomad with deep roots. I'm fascinated by our cultural differences and at the same time by what we all have in common. The more I meet people from diverse backgrounds, the more I learn about myself and the world. In this podcast, I would like to give you the opportunity to experience it by stepping in somebody else's shoes for a moment. Today, my guest is Juliette, a lovely young lady who decided to take a gap year instead of heading straight to college. She's going to explain to us why she made that decision. The first time this idea came was when I actually went to that on that Spain trip into Malaga, and I noticed I became a radically different person, a lot freer, a lot happier, a lot just more outgoing. Going on a gap year instead of heading straight into college is going to be a very fruitful experience in terms of developing my self-identity. So, if you want to learn more about what she's planning to do and what she expects from this gap year, just listen to her with me. So, Juliette, I'm glad uh, you accepted my invitation. Thank you. You're welcome. I invited you today because till now, uh, mainly my guests were speaking about their life and life experiences. And I thought it would be nice to have a young lady like you who doesn't have all these life experiences, but has expectations about life and projects. And I would love to hear about that. And mainly, I would like to speak about your gap year because you are a senior. You're going to finish this year. Congratulations. Thank you. And I know that not that many young people decided to go for a gap year. So I'm very curious to know why. It's very true. I think out of the 60 people in my grade, only three people are going oh, wow, to gap year. Oh, wow, that low. Everyone is very, very college-focused, especially at my school. And I think during junior year, the only thing we would talk about is college, college decisions, college processes, agonizing over the college, whatever. It got so overwhelming that I really thought I need a break. And both of my parents had done something similar. They both went and traveled the world and went on some sort of a gap year. I think my mom went to California and then into Malaga and my dad went to South America. I'm going to go to college eventually. I'm a very ambitious person and I have a whole idea of what I want to do with my life. But I definitely am excited to take a year off and to go wander around the globe for a little bit and discover kind of what it means to be me, I guess, outside of the confines of academics. And so when I started thinking about taking a year off, I asked my mom, like, okay, what would be places that are amazing to see, but I can afford on a very small budget because realistically, I don't have a lot of money to go travel. And so really, I narrowed it down to two continents, which seems like a lot. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to South America. I would set off sometime in September and then come back in December to see my family. And then the second half, I want to go to Southeast Asia. So as part of my preparation for college, actually, I need to go and tighten up my German language skills because I speak Swiss German, which is kind of like an off-brand version of German itself. 
So I'm going to round out my gap year by working in Germany for a couple months and taking some language courses to strengthen my like written and like reading German, make the transition to university easier because I do want to study in Switzerland and my studies will be in German. In terms of planning, I did just a lot of online research, especially during class. Like, I was so bored. <laughs> I think Do your teachers know about that? <laughs> I was a stellar student, so it didn't really matter. Um, I would, like, pay attention, and I would always, like, split the screen on my computer and have my notes up on one side and then whatever Lonely Planet website on the other, and I would just go and say, oh, that looks so interesting, and, and I would do a little bit more research, and I'd say, hey, that's I can totally go there. And so the countries I, I like narrowed it down to in South America were Ecuador, Peru, and Colombia. Because I think one of the things my mother had mentioned from her travels, which that she went and did this trek to like this old lost city that's kind of a lot like Machu Picchu, but it's not as popular. It's called Ciudad Perdida. And I had heard about it and I was like, that's fantastic. Like I love hiking and trekking. So I definitely want to do that. And so, so in terms of planning, I have an idea of where I want to go. Now this is all subject to change and it's going to be kind of going wherever the wind takes me and seeing what's possible, what's not, especially as a young girl traveling. I know that those countries aren't exactly always the safest and hearing from travel experiences from both of my parents and what I've read online and in travel guides, I know there's certain areas that I, don't, I should avoid, certain areas where I need to cross the border at one location versus another because of different issues. So this is all subject to change. And then one of the things I'm really excited about the South American part of my travels is we have a family friend who is from Peru. She has, I think it's her brother, or some sort of close relative that is a retired anthropologist. He lives somewhere close to Machu Picchu, I know. And he is in contact with some of the indigenous tribes there. And because my family is actually very close to this lady, her name is Shirley, as soon as I told her about going to um, to Latin America, and especially to Peru, she was like, oh, you need to come see my family. I would love love for that to happen. I could totally arrange them to, to like receive you and take you out for like a week or so and go visit those indigenous tribes. And they would take me into the Amazon to go trekking. And to kind of see more of like a local side of the country, which is something that I desperately want to be able to see and not just have the kind of generic tourist experience. In terms of Southeast Asia, the countries I'm selecting are Thailand, Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia. And this is probably going to span from mid-January all the way into like end of April, early May. I'm planning on spending about three weeks per country. For Christmas, actually, my Christmas gift was five travel guides for the countries and then a couple maps. And so, and they're the, the very nice and shiny Lonely Planet guides. So it was like the best possible gift ever. Actually, when I go to school, people started looking at me weird because they would all talk about college. And I was just <laughs> sitting in the back with something, a, big, a travel guide open that just said in big letters, Ecuador or Thailand or Vietnam. <laughs> You said only three others. Now you are only three are interested in the gap years. Yeah. And none of them are doing the type of thing you, you will do. Oh, no, they're oh. nowhere near as crazy as me. <laughs> so what are the I know gap years looking like? One of them is actually one of my really good friends, and she wants to become a doctor, and she's from the UK. 
And in order to get into the medical programs in the UK, she needs to take some tests that occur in October and November. So she's going to be in DC preparing for those tests up until October and November. And then I think she wants to get a job. And then maybe do... She said something about language learning in Mm -hmm. um, China. She's been taking Chinese for the last couple of years. And then the other one, he, I think, wants to become a ski instructor or something, which is cool. None of your fellow students at a certain point was like, oh, wow, you know, I would love to do that. That, I definitely had a lot of people who looked at me. They were like, you, you're going to go travel? Because, I mean, I have a reputation of being like a goody two-shoes at school and I'm a straight-A student and I don't go and be crazy all the time. (laughs) And they would ask me, they're like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm preparing for my gap year. They're like, you're going on a gap year? Yeah, I'm going to go backpacking. You? (laughs) You sure? (laughs) And then they were like, I could never do that. And I'm like, it's okay. (laughs) It's not for everyone. But when I tell my teachers, actually, that I'm going to go backpacking, they're like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. But, like, you have to be really careful. (sighs) Like, my grandma calls my mom frantically, like, every week to remind me that I'm a young girl going to go travel and that I need to be very careful and whatever. But (laughs) if she let her daughter, which is your mother, do the same thing, I mean... (laughs) And the thing is, my mom is chill about it for now because she went through it. But like now that my grandma is obsessively calling her, my mom is now getting stressed too. <laughs> so I don't know how this is going to work out. Hopefully for the best, but we, we're going to see. I mean, at the time of your mom, it was much worse because you didn't have any communication. I remember yeah. when I went backpacking in India for two months, I called my parents when I arrived. And then it was impossible. I mean, you would have to ask for a line and then you would have to wait maybe one day. And it was super expensive. So your parents had no idea where you were for a very long amount of time. Now with internet, your mother can track you down the whole time. She, she can know exactly where you are. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> maybe not in the Amazon, but... <laughs> I'm definitely hoping for at least like some contact with my parents. I'm not that independent yet, so... Definitely gonna need so, some. Or maybe they're gonna offer you your next gift. You will be a satellite phone, <laughs> <laughs> so that you can call from every place in the world. So, of course, it's going to be a language experience too, because then you will be able to practice your Spanish. Yeah, I actually only learned Spanish something like two years ago. I'm actually in the French program at my school, but I learned it from a nanny when I was very young, and then I forgot it when we moved away from the U.S., And then my mom sent me to Malaga for two weeks on a language program, and I picked it up rather quickly. So I'm conversational, but it's definitely going to be an intense language learning experience. And part of the reason, actually, why I decided to go to South America, because I definitely want to improve my language skills in Spanish, and I think it's such a lovely language. I'm really excited for that part, too. What do you expect? So you're going to see a wonderful place, meet people, but you you were speaking at at the beginning about discovering something about yourself too, by traveling. So how do you see that? What do you hope to have in one year? I think so far my whole life has been defined by academics. And I really expect to kind of discover passions and interests and also like personality quirks outside of school. And I think the first time this idea came was when I actually went on that Spain trip into Malaga. And I noticed I became a very radically different person, a lot freer, a lot happier, a lot just more outgoing. And 
I kind of fell in love with that person. And I was like, gee, I wonder what I could look like if I had a whole year off and was allowed to kind of discover whatever I wanted. And I'm going to be meeting people, fascinating new people from all different parts of the world in the backpacker lodges and even interacting with the locals. And so I think that's going to be all a very enriching experience and kind of developing my identity. I mean, I'm a teenager. This is literally the status quo of what we're supposed to be doing is testing youth boundaries and testing what we what we like and what we dislike and who we are and kind of solidifying this like inside voice in ourselves that says I am with confidence. And so I think really going on a gap year instead of heading straight into college is going to be a very fruitful experience in terms of developing my self-identity. So it's like of what we call the coming of age experience. Exactly, yeah. You find it all kind of traditional communities and civilization. Sometimes if it's the religious one, it can be sooner. Like when you are 12 or 13, you get, you get through a ceremony, then you become an adult, mm -hmm. sort of. And here, like you have the United States, it's the sweet 16. In South America, it's the quinceanera. Quinceanera. Quinceanera, when you are 15. This ceremony that are done so that you can say, okay, I'm not a child anymore, no, I'm an adult. I guess the gap here, it's what it's going to bring you. Yeah, it's going to make that transition. I, it's more like, it's true that in some community, uh, like they will go in the forest and they have to sleep in the middle of wild oh, yeah. animals and then they come back and it means that they can master their fear. And they are adults, they are not children anymore. So it's a more powerful experience than to have a party with your girlfriend, I guess. <laughs> and I guess what you will do, it's more something like that. Discover who you can be by yourself and yeah. how strong you can be and how self-reliant. I don't know how you yeah. say that. I definitely think also... I mean, this is a given, but traveling the globe by myself for a year is going to give some invaluable life experiences. Just traveling in general, it opens your eyes to so much. I mean, college is important and you get important life tools, but I also think that self-sufficiency and being able to problem solve going to really be some of the skills I'm going to develop during the scap year because, I mean, I live in a bubble here in D.C. I go to a small private school with people who are exactly like me and I mean at home I'm very sheltered and I'm nice safe little bubble and I think it's time that bubble got burst a little bit so that I kind of learn face the real world a little bit and I think even though I know some of the it's going to be hard I'm going to get in some sticky situation and meet some questionable characters but I think <laughs> I like the questionable <laughs> character but I definitely think that all of it if I can make it through to the other side is going to proved to be very valuable experiences for college and then later for finding a job and kind of dealing with whatever life throws at you. And why do you think there are only three of you who are not going straight to college? Um, I think part of it is just the way that we've been raised from the get-go. My school is incredibly competitive. Um, we just made an Instagram page of celebrating the class of 2020 virtually And I think there was like 10 of them going to Ivy's and then another 10 of them. And this is out of 58 mm -hmm. students who are going to like pseudo Ivy's. So like U Chicago, U Mich, um, all of those schools and Caltech or whatever. It's insane. Like the academic drive is so present and so much of who we are, part of our identity that 
they can't imagine anything but going straight to college. And I think also part of it is the parents. If the parents haven't traveled, if they haven't had the same taste for adventure, they're not going to pass it on to their kids. Thankfully, I have rather hippie parents. They can't really be told what to do, and they're, they have the wanderlust bug. And so they've definitely had their fair share of travel adventures. And growing up, I was regaled with all of them from India to South America and all of those things. And it just made me dream so much more. And so that's why it's a, it's like an accepted norm in my family. You're going to go travel and explore the world on your own. And this is a defining experience. College can happen. It'll happen later. Don't worry about it. And I think not every kid gets that opportunity. So I'm really grateful for that, to have my parents like be there as a, as a model in terms of what I want to do with when it comes to ending high school. Yeah, I, I have to say, I totally understand that as uh, my oldest son did a gap year and not the, not the second one will go for a gap year. And I, I did myself the gap year and it was life-changing for me. I really needed that break between high school and university. I think it was a great thing I did. You have so much time in your life and this freedom that you have now You won't find it again because when you finish college, you have to look for a job right away and then life catches on you. No, definitely. I've, I don't think I will ever be as untethered as I am now. Career-wise, I want to go into becoming a veterinarian, which is a lot of school and a lot of long work hours. Although I'm really passionate about it and about biology and working with animals, I know it's going to mean that I have to give up traveling to some extent. And so I'm trying to get as much of the wanderlust out of my blood now and kind of kick it off going on the scap year. And you said you're going to go to Germany to practice your German. So are you planning to try to do some work with a veterin veterinarian? Yeah, actually, um, I was thinking either I would do an internship with a veterinarian or I would do what I always do and find a work, find some sort of work with horses on a, like as a groom or, or if I could just exercise horses. I actually did something similar during my sophomore year. My dad had arranged for me to go to Germany in like a little tiny village uh, called Eschede. And I worked on this German farm and I arrived and I remember I could not speak a word of German. I spoke Swiss German and they all looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> and I had to learn. And thankfully, I mean, working with horses, you don't speak all that much. But by the end, I was pretty fluent in German because, I mean, it's not that hard of a transition. But definitely, I hope to be able to work some and also maybe take some language classes and really solidify that so that the transition into going from almost no German to like university German in the sciences <laughs> would be a little easier. I mean, my dad's done something similar. He went from barely speaking French to studying full-time economics in French, which I admire him a lot for. And every time I almost like chicken out, I'm like, oh, I could just go study somewhere where they speak English. And my dad's <laughs> like, no, you, you want to go to Switzerland. And I was like, yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> um, I can do it. And I don't think I should let the language barrier kind of get in the way of coming back to the country that I have my roots in and kind of reconnecting. I think that's a very responsible plan you have because still in your gap year, you're thinking about your future and what you need to make sure that you can succeed in university and you have the tool you need for that. So yeah. it's not a completely crazy. <laughs> I know I have one friend who keeps saying, she's like, oh, I want to go on a gap year. And the problem is she hates school. 
and she doesn't know what she wants to do. I mean, yes, the gap year is soul-searching to its finest, but I think what's key about the way I've planned it is that I have something to come back to, and I know that no matter what, I will go to college, <laughs> and that's something that like I'm too ambitious to end up as a sheep herder somewhere in New Zealand. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe for a brief stint, <laughs> but I think I will somehow find my way back to wanting a more ambitious career. Going uh, backpacking, you will cross the paths of so many different people. Yeah. But maybe you will fall in love and all your future projects will change. <laughs> yeah, my friends joke that I'm going to marry some sort of Australian surfer that I meet in the Backpackers Lodge. And I was like, I wish, but I think I'm too ambitious for that. For me to let that happen. <laughs> you never know. That's the beauty of life. What you think now, maybe when you're... Your experience will have changed you. And yeah, talk to me in a year. Yeah, maybe. exactly. I invite you back to this podcast in one year to have a feedback. And maybe I'll know. have like dreads and strictly wear overalls and beer cringe dogs and just have like one ear piercing. Yeah, I'll have, have your contract for, to be a cheap header in yeah, New Zealand, Zealand. <laughs> for three years to do more of soul searching. <laughs> because you didn't have time to really get around your own. Uh, Like, I have like a whole other like five continents to go explore. I definitely should take advantage of this time now. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, we could have a discussion again <laughs> when you finish your gap year. I would be really uh, happy to know more about the outcome of all this experience. So I hope you will be back. Hopefully. <laughs> And I don't know if you want to add something to what you said or... Um. I don't know how, who, what kind of demographic this is going out to, but definitely if other teens or people are considering changing something about and going and discovering the world, I definitely would recommend it. From the traveling I've already done, it's a fantastic and life-changing experience no matter where you go. And so I think don't be scared of what you're leaving behind and kind of just look forward and think about all the opportunities it might bring you that you wouldn't even expect or realize that just lie in wait. That was a great ending. So thank you very much, Juliette. It was a pleasure to have you. I'm glad you accepted. Thank you.